we go a little bit long this week, but I assure you, it's worth it to stick it out till the end. After a brief intro discussion about that Cyberpunk 2077 game, and, well, dicks, we launch into stories about people at work who hate us. I mean, really hate us. It's funnier than you'd think. But then things take a turn, and before you know it, we are going deep on forgiveness. Seriously, it's a good one. Cyberpunk uh, update came out, so oh. I can finally play it. Oh my god! Because <laughs> um, you know I've been waiting. I created my character, and I've just been waiting to play it until the update came out. Because I, as we've talked before, I'm not one of those assholes that's going to demand a refund just so I can rebuy it. Oh right. Oh so yeah. So I've waited. You know, I downloaded, it was like 16.8 gigs, I think. Okay. So it was like a big fucking thing to download, and I know they're supposed to, like, have another one later that's supposed to improve it more, but... But it's playable now. 17 gigabytes worth of shit better make it playable. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it Oh, my God. Now. So, so, so I guess, I guess I should mention, uh, if someone's listening and thinking... Uh, I don't remember them talking about that cyberpunk game. It's because you didn't watch our New Year's Eve live stream, which you can go watch on YouTube or Facebook Live. Oh, that's right. We talked about it on that. I was thinking we talked about it on New Year's Eve. So that's, you know, it's just, just, you know, I might as well mention that for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. So, okay. So you mentioned that night that, you can get very specific on uh, creating your character. So I must ask, since you said you created your character, uh, how's his dick? Oh yeah. Of course I did the, (laughs) of course I did the circumcised. Of course you did. (laughs) And I did the normal pubic hair. Okay. Do you have to say how many inches long you want it to be? Is it, I th- if I remember right, I think there is, and I think if I remember right, I think I did I did the circumcised mid. Mid. Okay, well, mid's reasonable. That is a completely reasonable size penis. You know, but yeah, <laughs> I did the normal pubic hair, because apparently there is, if, if I, I know there was like, there was either none or normal. Okay. And there may have been something in between as far as that goes, but I honestly don't remember. Yeah, okay. But I am so, like, there was nothing worse than, you know, when you get a guy home and you're wanting to get to the dick and then you undress him and he has shaved fucking pubes. Oh my, I don't want them to be 10 years old. I want them to be grown. I know. And it's just like, yeah, I'm sorry, but no, but, you know, invariably there's stubble. Of course there is. 
And it's like, yeah, no, that so turns me off. Like a little bit trimmed, okay. Trimmed but, is perfect. Yeah. But shave, no. But no, there's a big thing, like, you know, because I have, you know, I, I spend, I used to spend a lot of time on porno Tumblr. Oh, right. Of course. I miss porno Tumblr. And a <laughs> lot of porno Tumblr was like, you know, self pics. Of course. Amateur. And, of course, what I would gravitate towards would be, like, you know, the college guys, whatever. I know, call me an old troll. Twinkie but college guys. Yeah. That's what I want to look at. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> invariably, I would say 75% of them totally shaved pubes. W- women are the same way. The Like, it's like the last few generations, they all just think pubic hair is disgusting and it's like uh it's called a secondary sex characteristic and you're supposed to have it you know? yeah and it was so like i'm so yeah so not into the shit i mean like but anyway i don't i don't want to like need a machete to get in there i don't need to bring my own comb and have to part it and like part the red sea <laughs> to get at it i just you know but th- there should be there should be some hair down there Cause you're a grown up. Yeah, but there's like, yeah, there's there's a happy medium between like the modern everything is shaved, mm. and the seventies nothing is bush. Shaved. Well, the halfway down the thigh <laughs> pubic hair, like the complete yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Oh, we know. Yeah. And I always question what the hell is going on in the people who want the hairless. Who want the completely hairless? I I don't understand. I, I I think there's something very pervy about that, and that's not kink shaming. That's no, you're disgusting, because you want a child apparently. Bald like a child is so gross. Yeah, and I don't know, and I don't understand. Like the college guys that all like shave it off. I, I is it? I think they think their their dicks look bigger because they don't like to bathe, or yeah, or is because it it makes their dicks. But look so bigger, does I trimming. Think. See, if like you have to have something to compare, like you know, like you know, banana for scale or whatever. Like you're you need to have something for the dick to come out of, or else I don't know why it looks bigger. It looks bigger trimmed because ratio yeah. of hair to dick. I mean, you know, I mean, that's just science. <laughs> so, and I don't know, and unless you're, like, a really, really big, like, cokehead club whore, <laughs> there ain't not going to be that many girls that are going to be seeing that dick anyway. So, like, why are you so worried about oh it? Gosh. You know, really, realistically, yeah. come on. I can honestly, honestly say that of all of the them that I have encountered in my time. I don't think any, I mean, there may have been some trimmers in there, but I don't think any of them particularly were groomed because the, I, I think, well, part of that was, it was, I think it was maybe long enough ago that guys weren't into that. Yet. Oh yeah. Cause we were out of the game oh, we're, yeah. before this became a thing. Yeah. And by the time this became a thing, we would have to be doing guys that were so young that they would have been in on it as opposed to people our age that would have been like, no, fuck those people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and all right for looking at them, but as far as, like, actually, like, seeing it in real life, I'm come on, no. It's not going to happen. Yeah. 
No. Unless you want to pay money for it, and I ain't going to pay money for that shit. Oh, hell no. <laughs> dicks are free, man. You never, you should never have to pay for dick. <laughs> you, can, you can see a dick anytime you want. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not one of those old trolls. It's so important that I'm going to be paying to get that young stuff, because I just don't care. Ugh. You know? <laughs> anyway. So, no. But in a video game, you can see lots of dick, I guess, in that. Oh, yeah. I guess you'll find out when you start playing. Oh, yeah. In a video game, I can have, you know, young 23-year-old Eric the Slayer running around as my lover. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's all. But we've talked about that before. Yes, of course. How, you know, I don't need a real-life lover because Eric the Slayer from Skyrim is my soulmate. Of course. <laughs> uh, the Bitchin' Boutique. Yes. Um, I think we need to give them a thing, Spike. We can give them a drop that they can plan out their yes. show. Yes, I think we've uh, got to find some time and get... Get time to do, do it that. right now. I think we should do it right now. Look, I'll show you how easy it is. <laughs> Watch this. I'm just going to do it live. Okay, do it live. Like that bloke screams. I'm just going to do it live. Watch this. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptics. I can't do it now. <laughs> I can't speak. Too much pressure. I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. Take 52. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the most bitching boutique. That was easy, wasn't it? Okay. They could send us one. We could play it in ass. There yeah, you yeah. Right, you do it. Yeah. Right. What do you want me to say? Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Hi, this is Spike from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, who ain't no bitch, but you're listening to the Bitchin' Boutique. Oh, that was good. I think. I hope they use that. Let's see if they cut it and put it in the next show. Diplomatic community. <laughs> About the bitch department manager at work who hated me, and it was all it was all because of the rubber chicken incident. I don't think so. I really, I honestly don't remember. So, so here's the thing. So, I mean, basically, the underlying thing in this story is that this woman was uh, a department manager. She was a big shot who, because of her position. She had power over me and she had, you know, hiring authority. Like if, if someone, if I say was applying for a temporary promotion or a particular position that I wanted within the department, she for a long time had the power to make the decision who got that job. And Mm -hmm. I would always be on the short list, always be on the short list for the job that I want and I would never get it until miraculously she left our department. And the second she left our department, I got that job because I fucking deserve that job because she fucking hated me. You know why? Because because your milkshake was better than hers. Well, that goes without saying, (laughs) but here's, but here's why she hated me. This is, this is why she hated me. So I'll back up. So, um, I mean, without going too much into just the general thing of the way the office works. So we had day shift and night shift. 
you know, she was the department manager overnight shift at that time. I was a day shift person. I was in a position at that time where I sort of, even though I was primarily day shift, I went to night shift a lot to lead meetings down there because my job, they, they sort of, they needed someone to just handle things and I got picked. You know, if it just was my job for a while to just coordinate and handle things and make sure that information was dispersed correctly and you know, that, you know, I, you know, but the thing was that because of that, I was having to, I was having a lot of contact with night shift people. And one day, um, some people, some night shift people were preparing for something and I went in to check and make sure that everything was going okay. And they asked me, they, they started talking about the chicken. And I was like, I did not understand anything that they were saying. And so I made them explain and they said, oh, well, it's this thing that, um, QR, the quality review unit, Mm -hmm. it's this thing that QR does where, um, every week when all the teams, you know, their quality ratings for the team are, are all tallied up the the team with the lowest quality is awarded a rubber chicken that hangs oh, okay. that hangs outside the manager's office and QR uh awards it and I'm like and they're and they're like you don't know about it and I'm like I have no idea what you're talking about and I was so angry that that was a thing because I mean it's not just because we have a union and there are rules, but I mean, see, I mean, sorry, that's fucking tacky. I mean, I can see like if you want to reward the best team, rewarding the best, but not like you suck, making huh? everybody know who the worst is. Right? Yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah, there is yeah. no reason to do that. That is like that is some serious bullshit. And I have been, you know with the agency for a very long time. At that point, I guess it had been like 15 years I'd been with the agency and I'd never, I mean, people couldn't even like one time, some of us were just curious. Well, like I know how well I do, but I'm curious how I do compared to other people. Like if my documents per hour are this, can you tell me who the fast, like not who the fastest is and who the slowest is, but what their numbers are like yeah. we would ask questions like that. And we would be told legally, according to the contract, we cannot even give you that information. Like, and that's fair, you know? So I've always believed that it's like, no, you that's utterly against all rules to be, to mm-hmm. do anything remotely like rewarding a rubber, ch- you know, a team with a rubber chicken. Oh, I think that's awful. Yeah. And apparently they would make a big deal out of it. Like like when the rubber chicken would move from one team to another, it would be like the manager from the team that was that was releasing it would it would be like like a big dramatic the delivery of the chicken to the other manager like, "Ah, oh, you suck more than me now" or whatever. And I just I was so fucking disgusted. Oh, I think that's awful. So so yeah. I go back to I go back to my regular job on Monday, and because they had said that the quality review team was the one doing it, I went over and talked to because the quality review team 
is a day shift was a day shift team at that time we only had one and and night shift didn't have one because the it's hard to explain anyway but so i so i talked to one of the guys who ran that team and i said what do you know about this chicken and he didn't know what i was talking about so i told him what they told me and he was furious mm-hmm. not just that it was happening but that they but that everyone believed that they were doing it that it was like like he did it and he was like absolutely not no one there's no fucking way so it just happened that he he like is walking back to my desk with me and it just happened i hadn't even noticed that the manager's office that was right next to where my desk was had the chicken hanging outside their door Oh. And he saw it and he got so mad that he just walked over there and ripped it down and threw it in the trash. Good. Because it's so horrible. Right. And I, because I was in this sort of position where I don't belong to either shift because I was in this special weird position and I had to answer directly to department managers because I didn't really have a manager because of the way my job was. Um, I was like, okay, you know what? That that chicken, like someone bought that chicken. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I guess the chicken should be returned to whoever started it, you know. So I rescued it from the trash and put it in my desk. <laughs> That's an important point. So okay. a couple days later, um, I get called into like the woman who's over the department managers, her mm-hmm. office. Okay. And she's asking me for like, she wants to hear my side of the story. What happened to the chicken? Oh my and God. I, okay. And she's, and she got, she kept telling me that, um, I apparently was overstepping the bounds of my position. And and I'm like, I didn't do it as the blank, you know, whatever, the the, the made up name of what my job was. Um, I said, I didn't do it as part of my job. I did it. I said, I said, first of all, I, I, I talked to him about it as a, fellow employee who has been an employee of this agency for a really long time. And not, and we both know that that was not a cool thing to do. And I wanted to make sure he wasn't responsible for it. And it didn't get taken down because I overstepped my bounds that it was, it was an employee to employee thing. And it was something mm-hmm. that shouldn't have even been there to begin with. And I told her, I, I said, I said, and frankly, you know, I'm a little concerned that there is more that like the chicken is somehow more important or the chicken or the right to insult employees and embarrass them is somehow more important than like that is a right that must exist, whereas my right to complain about it. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm a little surprised that this is the reaction to my finding out that this was happening and and being tangentially a part of it stopping. Yeah. And I and I told her, I said, if someone wants it, 
it's in my desk drawer because I fished it out of the trash. Yeah. A little later, though, because this was, like I said, she was above the department managers. That mm-hmm. night shift department manager uh, comes up to me as I'm leaving. She just, I don't, she came in on days maybe because they knew that they had to talk to me, mm-hmm. you know, and she just comes in. And I, up to this moment, I had always thought that she and I had a great relationship. When I first moved to that department, she wasn't a department manager yet. She was my personal manager when I first moved there. And I thought she was great. I mean, she was not the nicest person in the world, but she got shit done and she was a by the book person. And I always respond well to people. You know, I like rules. If there's mm-hmm. rules, I expect people to follow them, you know, and she was the same way. So I responded well to her. But until this moment, we were good. And she comes up to me fucking the look on her stupid face. And she's like, I hear you have the chicken. Uh, that's serious. She's that serious saying those words. Oh, my God. And I said, yeah, because I took it out of the trash. If you'd like, I can deliver it to your office, you know, and she's just like, she doesn't want to hear about it. She doesn't want to hear my side. All she knows is someone has a problem with something that she apparently totally signed off on. Because if she's so worried about the chicken, that means she thinks that chicken shit is a great idea. So I give her the fucking chicken back. She stomps off. And from that moment forward, she fucking hates me. Oh, you should have slapped her and called her a cunt. Well, you know what I did? (laughs) You know what I did? Because I, you know, I I was hoping that that would blow over. And as years went by, when I realized that she was the reason why I wasn't getting jobs, because she was picking people who were way, way, way less qualified than I was, for positions that I was right there up for top of the list and she didn't pick me. Um, because basically the way that thing works is once you make the short list, they can pick anyone they want, but I know me and I know those people and I know that I'm a million times more qualified than they are uh, and yeah. fuck those people. And you know, and I deserve the fucking job and she wouldn't give it to me. But what was beautiful about those years is knowing that she hated me and knowing that there was nothing, really, there was nothing I could do about it. She was never going to like me ever again. There, and, yeah. and I figured someday it would end and it did. She left and suddenly I got all the jobs I wanted. But um, what I would do, because as a department manager, she could not like be openly hostile to an employee in front of other employees. So, okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to pretend her name was Jenny. It absolutely was not Jenny, Uh but that's the first name that popped into my head. So let's say I'm walking down the hall and a bunch of other employees are there and Jenny comes around the corner. Good morning, Jenny. Oh, I like your top. And she would just be like, good good morning. (laughs) She would have to fucking pretend that she didn't hate me. 
She would have to respond in kind to anything I said to her. Oh, good morning. Oh, hi, Jenny. Hi. I would do it every fucking time I saw her. And everyone, and sometimes people, people who knew me well, who knew that I didn't act like that normally, like I might say, oh, hey, good morning. But I made such a big deal when it was her that every once in a while, someone would be like, what the, what the hell's going on there? And I'm like, oh, she fucking hates me. She hates me. Oh, see, that's fabulous. And I really, really enjoyed doing that to her. I It was fantastic. But what's really crazy is that one year, this was actually right after she left, but the woman who was in charge of the, like, over the whole department was the same one that had called me into her office that time. Like, she had left and been in charge of some other department, and then she came back. So that bitch, Janice... Janice came back and apparently Janice was also on team chicken because my manager, my unit manager at the time goes to a meeting and comes back and she's so mad. She's slamming stuff down on her desk. And I'm like, what, what is happening? And she goes, you know what they just said? They're going to start a thing where each shift they're going to award quote finger quotes, a rubber chicken to the team that has the lowest quality. And I was like, you are fucking kidding me. I said, because this was years later. This was many oh. years later. And I said, they tried to pull that shit back in 2007. I said, are you fucking kidding me? She goes, who who brought it up? Whose idea was it? She was like, it's Janice. Janice did it. And I'm like, oh, fucking Janice. I said, I fucking knew she was in on it, but I couldn't prove it at the time. I thought she was just backing up Jenny. I almost said her real name. Yeah. But no, she must have been part of it. God damn it. And she goes, I refuse. I told them in the meeting, I am not participating in this because this is this is crap and this is not fair and this is against the it's contract. Terrible. It's like it's the terrible. worst possible thing. Cause I and I was talking to her and I she totally we were totally copacetic on it. I was like, I was like, I mean, why don't they just hand out dunce caps? Why don't they just make us sit in the oh, corner yeah. and it have a timeout? And treat us like fucking children. Well, you know, this is complete. Why don't we have to go into the principal's office and get a paddling? I mean, like, I don't, it's so fucking stupid. But then, really the story should be over, but there's one other detail. I want to give credit to my friend, Christina. She was a manager on night shift and she remembered all of this shit. She always knew about all this crap. Mm -hmm. But that year, the year that it was brought back, um, apparently day shift was going to have a chicken night shift had a, had a, a duck, not like a rubber duck, like you'd have in the bathtub, but like a long duck, like a rubber chicken, like shaped like a rubber chicken. Oh, okay. And she, oh, I, think, I think I know, I think I've seen one. I, I know what you're talking right. about. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like it would hang from its feet and yeah. not only was she, was she very vocally against it? And when her, when night shift was told they were doing it, but, um, her team was awarded it. And not only did she take the duck outside and run over it several times with her car so that the thing was flattened and had tire marks all <laughs> That's over fabulous. it. And it was filthy. Um, not only did she do that, but months later there was like a, 
cake contest like oh make a cake and decorate a cake or whatever and then the the upper management will go around and taste all the cakes and someone will win a prize or whatever you know at like mm-hmm. like each team pick your best baker and they'll submit a cake for the contest well her team submitted a cake that the top it was like you know like a big rectangular cake the top of the cake was decorated with a big flattened uh, it looked like the duck with tire marks on it. Oh, how fabulous. So not only did she run it over with her car, but the cake that they that they put in for the contest represented the duck that had been run over by a car. Oh my god. It's I mean that I just I just love that it was, you know, thank god other people were finally standing up to this shit. But I mean that's just that was one of my favorite things ever. But but you know, it really does get to something in me that I have learned in recent years is a big deal with me is, I mean, if someone just doesn't like me, that's fucking fine. I mean, I am, I am a hard pill to swallow sometimes. And I realize that I don't get along with everyone, but if you're going to not like me, you better have a good reason. Like it really, I mean, in the case with her, it was just so funny. The whole thing was so funny and stupid that it didn't bother me that she didn't like me. Because I because I I got a lot of joy out of tormenting her, but like in everyday life, if someone decides that they're pissed off at me or they don't like me, and it's for some bullshit reason, like it's for something that didn't actually happen, or they completely misinterpreted something, that more than almost anything in the world really bothers me. Oh yeah, and it's it takes everything I have to not try to fix it. Because my instinct is, I need to try to fix it. But really, when it comes down to it, hey, if they don't like me, they don't like me. Oh, I used to be like that, and I would try to fix situations. And, you know, an asshole is going to be an asshole, a bitch is going to be a bitch, and it ain't worth it. That's right. Some people are just cunts, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know. But there is something weird, like, if there's someone who was your friend or you thought they were your friend for a really long time. And then one day they just fucking turn on you and you find out that the reason for it is because of a rubber chicken incident or something equally that fucking stupid. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have somebody at work that doesn't like me and there's no reason for it other than he is a homophobic prick. Well, at least it's somewhat of a reason. I mean, you know, yeah. Like, he you wasn't going to like you anyway, so there's nothing you can yeah, do. Yeah, and he's one of these, like, um, I hate to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up because it's in context. Okay. He's African-American. Okay. And he is you know, very angry and very and he always has like these, you know, Black Lives Matter and say the names and all these political statements on his masks. Right. And he's wearing all these political stuff. You know, he's wearing like political t-shirts underneath like a red shirt. Right. To work where we work. Which is great. I'm totally down with that. Right. I'm just saying this to describe the person. Well, and there definitely is a lot of weird homophobia in, well, I mean, especially if it's a more 
I, I'll just say a churchy black person because there's so much homophobia. Oh, in that. this is him. And and it's weird that yeah. someone will be yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, my yeah, oppression, yeah. my oppression is terrible. Your oppression is imaginary. My oh, oppression yeah. is real. He's like, no, very fuck you. much like that. Yeah. He's very angry and he's very prickly anyway. Right. And so I was like, well, does he just not like me or or because he he's like really rude? To everybody. Well, that helps. <laughs> it helps and a little he is bit. not like manager, but he is like he's like a team lead, which it makes him think he's like big shit, oh, which God. is nothing. And as someone who's been but a team lead, it's like he's no, somebody really, that we need yeah. to go to. Like if we can't find something in the store to be shipped. He knows where everything is. Yeah. He's one of the people that we have to go to to be like okay, I can't find this. You have to give me permission to say I can't find it. You need to tell me where it fucking is. Like, he could look it up and say, yeah, we haven't gotten a shipment on that. That means there isn't any. Oh, no, we can look up that. We don't even go to him unless we've looked everywhere. And it's basically, we can't fucking find this. Give us permission to say we can't find it. So we can move on. That's weird because that way... Even if it literally does not exist in the building, he could just be an asshole and not give you permission. Oh, and he is. Well, you need to look here. Oh, oh my God. You can't just pull it but out of your ass. He's a dick. He's a dick to everybody, yeah. right? Everybody is like, he. everybody hates going to him because he's an angry prick. And, and they gave and him some power. So, yeah. And basically, no, no, no. This is seriously how he is. Oh, hey, how are you doing today? I'm doing terrible. Thanks for asking. Oh, Jesus. He's that asshole. Oh, he is a ray of fucking sunshine. (laughs) And one day, at like one shift when I got there at 4 a.m., we were all clocking in and he was like the, the team lead. Right who was there to make sure that everybody, you know, got there. And somebody else from my team was like, oh, hey, so-and-so, how's everything going? How, how, you know, how's your life? I mean, that just did a casual... Hey, how you doing? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful day outside. I'm not going to... I'm not... Why do I have to answer that? That's a real personal question. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, you fucking dick you fucking you know it's like do like everyone else say i'm fine and move on just say fine know, just lie like, you know shut the fuck oh up God. go suck off your spike lee <laughs> fuck doll and shut the fuck oh up oh my god oh my god you know so anyway so this is this guy right <laughs> and so a couple days ago so we were going down an aisle in the back room because I needed to get an item and he was there with his little computer like click click whatever the fuck he was like doing. Like some inventory thing or whatever. Yeah, okay. And I was like in like this section next to him. Right. right. And he was like, what the hell man? Back off. Back off. You need to give me my six feet. Jesus Christ. And I just looked at him like whatever. It's not like you, and I'm assuming you maybe were five feet away, but not exactly six yeah, feet. Yeah, and I did not even say a fucking yeah. word because he's a prick. Yeah. And I know that he's one of those, like, Christian black yeah. homophobes. Right. Right. 
so about 45 minutes later, I'm in the back room and he is like, ah, blah, 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 with another team lead because he's also an ass licker. Oh, yeah. Right. And they were like right there. And I was like, so nice job with your social distancing, Justin. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and he just looked at me like he was just going to stab me in the parking lot. Oh, my God. And I did not say a fucking word. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the person that he was talking to was just looking at me like, what's going on? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> but I just walked away. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then, and then, I didn't see him for the next day. But then I saw him yesterday. Uh And he said, oh, good morning to me, like, trying to be friendly. And I went, (laughs) You gave him the the audible snub. (laughs) Because I'm sorry, that is homophobic fucking prick right there. Oh, my God. I can totally see that he probably loved social distancing rules going into place so that he would have something official like that to be able to say to someone like you that he was afraid you might come within two feet of him and now he can be like, no, 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 you back up. Because before then, that would have seemed rude. But now he has, like, there's rules you have to stand over there. I bet you he know, was loving that. Yes, and he's such a surly fucking prick. Oh, my God. Ugh. Oh, God, I he's can just He's so surly. I mean, literally, I will say it again. You literally ask him how he is. I'm terrible. Thank you for asking. How old is this fuck guy? Fuck you, dude. I don't really give a fuck how you are, really. Exactly. I'm not really I wanna asking. I want to say he's... Our age, maybe? I want to say 28 to 32. Oh, he's that young. Oh, good yeah. lord. 28 to 32. Oh, so he probably... Oh God, he probably thinks you know. He like he's has he ever said okay, boomer to you? Because <laughs> he's probably young enough that he thinks everyone older than him is a baby boomer. Oh yeah, but, <laughs> oh he's such a prick, and everybody is just like, oh my God, I can't find this, and I'm afraid to go ask him. Oh my God, Justin, Justin, <laughs> I'm afraid to ask Justin. <laughs> About this, because he's always such a dick to everybody, and I'm like, you know what? Just say you can't find it, because they're not going to ask you about it anyway. Right. And just say you asked him. Right. I mean, I'm assuming it's not like he has to type in a special code that only he knows no, or some bullshit. No, but, oh, he's such a fucking dick. Oh, my God. Ugh! And he hates me so, and I know. I mean, he's surly to everybody, but that incident. No, I know he he dislikes me particularly, right? Right. Because I know him. He is a homophobic fucking dick. Oh my god! And it's so funny because there's this fabulous, fabulous queen that I work with, who is not just a queen, but honest to goodness, fabulous fucking drag queen. Oh yay! 
like no eyebrows, patent leather purse, fucking drag queen that I work with, and I fucking love him. Oh my god. Love him, love him, love oh him. Oh god. Like, the fact that you said patent leather purse just made me so happy. <laughs> yes. I love him, and I, you know, and I am just, he's just like, oh my god, I think Justin is so hot. I just want to be all up in that ass. Oh my god. And I'm like, are you serious? And she is like, oh, yeah, I think he's so fucking hot. And I'm like, I wish you would just go make it so known how hot you think he is, because I would love to watch that motherfucker squirm. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. The Year of Self-Care. Self-care is lame, you say. Self-care is buying expensive crap and taking bubble baths and doing yoga and it's dumb. First of all, stop listening to Gwyneth Paltrow and her goopy friends. You're supposed to be listening to me. Because I actually care about you. And you don't have to pay for what I'm peddling. Today I want to talk about why it's important to make yourself a priority and what that even means. I probably should have done this the first week. Meh, I'm not going to stress about it. What's done is done. See what I did there? The reason why you can believe me when I tell you this stuff is if you're a regular listener, you know I've been through some crap. You can trust me on this. I've not only been there, but it wasn't even that long ago. The first thing I did when I walked away from an abusive relationship, I mean, apart from getting an girl from my therapist, was to make an appointment with my doctor. I had been in such a depression for over a year that I had totally stopped taking care of myself. And in some ways, even when I was, quote, happy before that, I wasn't taking care of myself then either because I was putting all my attention on everyone around me. How are they feeling? What did they need? What could I do to be useful and make them feel better? When I started taking care of myself for the first time in years, I realized there was a chance that I wasn't in the best health. Plus, I was 50, and things need checking when you're 50. So, I set up a bunch of appointments, like my first skin cancer screening, my first colonoscopy, and the first pelvic exam I'd had in seven years. And what do you know? Tumors! Now, I'm not telling you you've got a tumor. I'm saying that if you aren't taking care of yourself, and part of that is getting things checked out, you could really be messing up. And you'll feel better when you know you've got shit handled. And it's not just checking for lumps. Think about how you feel today. Like, if you look at your life right now, are you doing okay? Could you be doing better? Pretend someone you love has your problems, whatever they are, and asks you what they should do. I bet you'd give them good advice. You might tell someone to get more sleep, eat more protein, drink less alcohol, take a walk every once in a while, dance like a dork in their living room, Try to catch when their inner voice puts them down so they can stop it and say something nice about themselves. 
Now pretend that person you love is you. Take your own advice. Take care of you. Remember in our first episode this year, I talked about how you put your own oxygen mask on before helping someone else? That's what this is. Caring about yourself at least as much as you care about other people. Now, take a couple slow, deep breaths. You've got this. Even though he's, you know, a lead, a team lead, it's not like he has any actual power over you, right? Like if he... Oh, no. I mean, if I want, if, you know, if he pissed me off, I could be like, you know what? You're a fucking prick. And there's that shit he could do. Yeah. Oh, my God. He would just go and, you know, tell somebody. And it's like, did you call so-and-so a fucking prick? And I'd be like, yeah, I did. And it's like, oh. What? Oh, you mean that fucking prick over there? Yeah, I totally called him a uh, fucking yeah, prick. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, I guess you shouldn't do that. I mean, yeah, what can they do? Get <laughs> oh, my God, I'm suddenly remembering. No, he ain't shit. He ain't shit. Yeah. I am suddenly remembering one time. This God, this was such a long time ago. This We had this clerk working in our, this was like, God. This is before I met my husband. This was a really long time ago at work. This girl was like, she only understood her job. And she didn't, but like, I would have to request something from a clerk. Like, while I'm working, I'm going to suspend this work while a clerk goes and checks something and then comes back with the information. Like that kind of a thing. And I fill out the little slip and the clerk comes and it was the kind of thing where it was a new department. It was a new system. Rules were changing because we were trying to figure, we were trying to figure out the best way to do stuff because it was still very early in that, in th- that department and the, and the way we did stuff. So one day I filled out the slip the way I would have filled it out yesterday afternoon, you know, and apparently that morning, someone made a decision. Well, when you fill it out, you have to fill it out like this. But mm. that information had not gone out to us. So basically, she picks up my slip. I'm continuing to type. And she won't go away. And she's like, well, you're supposed to do this. I need I need the I need the batch number. I need the blah, blah, blah. I need, I need the block number. And I was just like, give me a second. Because the thing is, the way that system worked, I would suspend the block I'm working on. And then the next one comes up and I have to type, I have to finish it. It's like, I'm not going to suspend this one too. I can finish this one. So I'm working. I'm like literally actively typing, working. And she just keeps going, I need the block number. I need the block number. You're supposed to give me the block number. And I was like, will you just wait a minute? And she storms off. And I find out like the next day that she not only complained about me, but she went to like the department head. She went like several layers of management up, not knowing that, that I've worked here for a while and these people all like me and uh, you're new and shut up. So basically she goes over my head. It trickles back down to my manager and who calls me up to her desk (laughs) And this was one of my favorite exchanges that ever happened at work, ever. Sheila says you were rude. Who the hell is Sheila? <laughs> uh, and she goes, 
you know, that clerk who wears too much blush. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, Oh, her. And I was like, well, let me tell you what she did. And I tell, and I tell my manager the whole story. And she was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I figured it was something like that. And I said, am I in trouble? She goes, Oh, of course not. I just, you know, I have to tell you that there was a complaint. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh, well fine. I'll guess I'll go back to work then. And it was just like, what? And I loved it. That was when I knew, I mean, I knew I, I, I liked that manager, but I knew that I loved her when her response to who the hell is Sheila is the clerk who wears too much blush. Ah, that's fabulous. It's like, oh, that bitch. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. Well, you know, there's been a couple times where I've been talked to by management Mm -hmm. for being nasty to people that I didn't like at work. Mm -hmm. And do you know how many times I actually got in trouble for it? Never. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I never, I never yeah, got. Yeah, it was just for... like, oh, okay, you just have to know. Yeah, exactly. And I've never gotten in trouble for it because I'm sorry. If it's your peer, yeah, and it's private, you can be like, you know, you're a stupid fucking cunt. And I don't start shit. And I just as react long as to it's shit. Private. There ain't nothing they can do about it. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's never. I go over to someone else's desk and go, you were supposed to do this. You should stop everything you're doing and give it to me now. Like, I'm not the cunt walking over and bothering somebody. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah. I am responding to the cunt who comes to my desk. And there is no rule that says that you can't tell a co-worker that they're an asshole as long as it's not in front of, like, a customer or something. Exactly. Why not? Exactly. And it's not like I was yelling at her. She was the one who was making a little snit. I was just like, will you just, will you just wait a second? Like, I'm getting you the information, but I can't, it's not like I have it memorized. I have to, I literally had to stop what I was doing, pull up the suspended batch, open the suspended batch, retrieve the information and write it down for her. That's like, that's going to take me at least a good minute. And it's like, okay, even if I stopped at that second she walked up, she was being fucking impatient. And I was like, I'm going to finish what I'm doing and I will do that next. It's like, no, no, no. I'm on a fucking clock. I'm on a documents per hour production line here. You can fucking wait two seconds while I finish what I'm doing. Oh my God. Yeah. And do you remember the time? And I will not go into details other than just me being a total bitch (laughs) to this bitch. And, of course, I won, which I always do. Because you're right. Because I'm never a bitch without reason. Exactly. But do you remember when I was working at the assisted living home? Mm -hmm. And one of the home health nurses did something totally inappropriate and accused me of something that I didn't do because she didn't read the records correctly. Oh, yes! And the aftermath was me telling her, like, um, you know, this was brought to my attention and blah, 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 blah. And this is not what happened. If you would have read the dates, right? you were a month off. Right. Yeah. So what the fuck are you talking about trying to get me in trouble over this shit? Yeah. And she got in my face. And I literally, literally told her to fuck off. (laughs) 
And then she was in my face. Well, if there's a problem, I have a responsibility to report the problem if it's going to be against a patient. And I was like, yes, you absolutely do with research. If there was actually a problem. But there was no research and this, you were a month off and you accused me of something. Yeah. So you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. And then the aftermath of this, she went to go to tell the manager of the home health department. Right. Or the home health agency, who I'd been friends with for 10 years. Right. Because you'd been doing this a long time. Yeah. Who called me (laughs) and got the whole story. And long story short, this nurse stopped working for them. Oh, my God. So the short of the matter is, don't fuck with me. Uh-huh. And don't fuck with you. Mm-mm. Because we're going to be bitches, but we ain't going to be bitches without a reason. And don't fuck with me, because you will get your ass fired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And the thing is, I, I mean, and we've talked about this sort of in general, but I put up with a lot. If I actually respond angrily, if you if you can tell that I'm mad, you really fucked up. Yeah. Because I let lots of shit slide until you do something that I okay, now it stops. Now you're fucking you're fucking toast because you are fucking out of here. I mean, it's like I you know, I don't do anything oh, yeah, without a I reason. I got a fucking RN fired from a home health agency. Oh my, Hello. oh my god! Oh my god! Well, because I the manager I'd been friends with for ten years. Yeah. The doctor that was the doctor of that home health agency. I'm not going to say I've been friends with him. But you'd known him. But I knew him for that long, yeah. and we had a very respectful relationship. Yeah. So this bitch was toast. Oh, my you God. Know. Oh, yeah. It's like, and oh, you messed, with, you messed with the wrong queen at this. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. You're going down. Because what, what she had <laughs> accused me of, I could have been criminally prosecuted for. Right. Right. Because it was like a medication, like you over-medicated, or that was it something was like that. It was a narcotic medication issue. Right. And she had looked at something and was like, well, this wouldn't have been, it happened with this patient if Pitney had not administered this narcotic the night before. And she's not even looking in the right month. It was in the log... It was the it was a month before the date. Right, right. That's a big, big difference. And oh, I was pissed. And no, I got that bitch fired. Yeah, because if fired. she's if she's careless enough to not notice what day she's looking at on a log when she's accusing you of something, she's gonna fuck up. She could she could have killed someone because she's yeah, so careless. Everybody makes mistakes. I've made mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Right. But not to go to your superior and accuse somebody of something that serious. Without checking. Yeah. And then she wouldn't when I confronted her on it. Yeah. She wouldn't fucking back down. So I was just like, you can go fuck yourself. Oh my god. 
<laughs> oh my god. And then she tried to get me in trouble, and her trying to get me in trouble, that bitch got fired. <laughs> so yeah, don't fuck with me, oh Justin. <laughs> There's about 20 of them out there. What will we do? Don't worry, we're safe in here. They'll never get in. Why is it that in every zombie story, people always think that their safe haven is invulnerable? I know, it's like, hello, the walkers are totally gonna get in. You better get ready for it. <laughs> Diane, get behind me. No, it's not stopping. Do something, Jack! And another thing, how come nobody in a zombie story has ever seen a zombie story? Do you know how much time in human life would be saved if just one person in the group was up on the genre? What do we do? Aim, Aim for, for the, the head. head. What? Aim, Aim for, for the, the head. head. You heard them. Aim for the head. Quick, Diane, I think we should try and fix the barricades. I think we should listen to them. Now that's the first good idea they've had all episode. I still don't think they're going to make it. Aim for the Head, a weekly podcast covering the hit AMC programs The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Join hosts Diana and Steve as they recap and discuss the latest episodes. Aim for the Head, available on iTunes. You can also follow them on Facebook. And, and this is something I have I have discussed with my therapist because, you know, it's been you know, we don't we don't talk about being in therapy and stuff in every episode. But we are very pro mental health and everyone should be in therapy because it's really good for you. But like I one thing that I've really figured out and my therapist finds this fascinating is that if I'm at work, I will cut a bitch. I will absolutely like totally stand up for myself totally not get shit on because it's like I have like a level of self-respect when I'm at work that there's like if it's in my personal life I don't necessarily have that all the time like I'm way more likely to just be like very very quiet and let things go in my personal life oh I'm the same way yeah I'm, yeah it's and it all I think I'm it has totally to do with way. like it's very important to me at least. And maybe it's, maybe it's being a woman. Maybe it's being like the jugsy blonde in the office who, you know, maybe dresses slightly inappropriately or whatever. Like I have to work a little harder to get respect, you know, cause I've always had that kind of problem. You know, people, their automatic assumption is, you know, if they have no idea who I am is that, well, she's obviously dumb. And it's like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna find out real quick how not dumb I am. But uh but if it's like with you know, like my family <laughs> I mean I'm getting better, but you know, a lot of my problems really stem from a lifetime of not speaking up for myself. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and so when I do finally speak up for myself, I get looked at like, what's her problem? Like they have no idea what to do when I, when I stand yeah, up for myself. And it's a scary thing because it's like, as I well know, as too, as you well know that I know it's hard. And I remember 
after a lifetime of not standing up for myself, my standing up to my father. Oh, my God. After sexual abuse and being beaten up. Absolutely. Was to hold a steak knife and threatening to kill him if he ever fucking touched me again. And that was, like, the best thing you could have ever done. Oh, my God. Because it is really, really fuck, And I'm not condoning doing that. Oh, but it was exactly what had to happen. <laughs> he needed he uh, needed it to be that strong. And it yeah. scares me because I did hate him enough where if he had threatened me at that moment of time, I would have fucking killed I him. I agree. I think you would. And I'd been, been in jail. Yeah. You know, so I'm not condoning that, but I understand what you're saying because we get to a point where we're so scared to stand up that it's like a pressure pot and then it explodes. Yes. And that's and that's you know. why I, I identify so strongly with the Hulk. Because I am yeah. I am Bruce Banner. I am Bruce Banner yeah. every day of my fucking yeah. life. Yeah. And it's like I you know most people to 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 just to to look at me, you wouldn't think, wow, she's got rage issues. <laughs> but oh my god, I will fucking murder someone someday. <laughs> I know that we, you know, we're the same. We grew up the same. We yeah. have the same issue. I totally know. Yeah. I totally get it. I mean, you didn't have not that issues that I have, but yeah, 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 yeah. But as far as oh, yeah. but I have yeah, we all have our own special family members. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. But you know, you standing up to your father, I really think that even though I mean he was horrible. Horrible. But I think in the long run you compared to your, you know, your siblings, he had a million times more respect for you than he had to them because they wouldn't fucking dare. Oh, hell yeah. He did. Oh, because he, you know, I always. Like, you were a fucking man compared to your siblings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you basically approached him on his level because he was so awful that you would have to hold a knife to his throat to get him, oh, to get yeah. his attention. And then I remember oh. after that, you know, when I, my coming out to him was him being an asshole. Mm hmm. And me telling him, yeah, I'm your fucking faggot son. And I am really fucking sick of you treating me like that's all I am. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Oh, man. Yeah. So every breakthrough that I had with him was me being a total fucking dick to him. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I had got, I reached a break. Oh, yeah. yeah no. In fact, I said that. I remember my friend Christine Ramirez. God, I wish I could get in touch with her again. So if you listen to this, call me. Um, <laughs> this girl that I was friends with in Santa Cruz, we had come down for the day and had come to visit my mom. Yeah. And of course, you know, the asshole was home. Yeah. So we had to visit him too. Right. And of course we had gotten into some fight and I don't know, it was probably, he was pissed off about, I don't know, my clothes or oh, my hair. I was probably, probably wearing eyeliner He probably already drank a whole jug of Gallo wine or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was pissed off that I was wearing eyeliner or something and he had said something and I, you know, and we had gotten into it and we're yelling at each other and I was like, I oh, know I am nothing but your fucking faggot son. 
and I am so sick of being that that's all I am to you. And it was like I slapped him across the face because everything that he had thought I all of a sudden brought into reality. Right. By saying that. But you know what? He respected me after that. Like he couldn't use it as an insult to you anymore because you just told him. Yeah. Now, was that before or after the knife incident? Oh, that was years. That was several years after the knife incident. Okay. Because I was trying to think remembering ages and stuff. I figured it was... I pulled the knife on him when I was 17, and then he threw me out a couple months later. Okay. Which, hello, of course. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's not... Yeah. You don't let the guy who just threatened to murder you live in your house. (laughs) But, you know, but he basically was because he would make fun of me for being gay. Right. You know, he was like, oh, you're always walking around this house like a goddamn skirt. Oh, classy. Um, yeah, he couldn't say fag or gay, but oh no, I was a goddamn skirt. Oh, God. Oh, he was so um, awful. Oh, I was 17. So, no, this happened, I was probably, I was living in Santa Cruz. So I was 22. It's probably five years after. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, but then after that, we didn't talk for a long time. And then I moved to Texas, remember? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, remember, he started sending me birthday cards. Yes. That was crazy. He sent me these exorbitant checks, yeah. remember? And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, he was he was trying to get back on your good side in this really weird, distant way. It was so. It was like, sure, I'll take money. <laughs> And then it was so funny, and then I remember, like, you know, years later, you know, when he was, you know, going through his process of dying, yeah. when my brother and sister had called him, it's like my sister had called me just laughing and laughing and laughing. I'm like, wait, it's going. I'm just like, you're not going to believe what dad said. And I'm like, what? Oh, and he was like, so I'll, I'll just use a fake name. Although I think I've used the real name, but it was so long ago, I'll use a fake name now. Okay. From my sister. Oh, I don't know if you ever used her name. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, so she was like, you know, dad told me he was like, you he was like, you know, Becky, you better not be mean to Pitney because you know he's a homosexual. <laughs> and he's had a hard life and you better not be mean to him for being a homosexual. Wow! I've never heard this story. Oh my god! And you know, my sister Becky was mm-hmm. like, "Um, Dad, I, it's fine. Oh, I know it's fine. Right. Do not worry about that at all." Well, that wouldn't be the reason she'd be awful to you. But he was like trying to defend me, thinking that my sister was going to be mean to me. I mean, it's not like she's wonderful. I mean, she's still she's still a bitch, but that's not the point. But isn't that a hoot? It's like, you know, oh. Pitney is a homosexual. Oh, Pitney. You're such a homosexual. You know what I That's almost like the cute. Last, that's almost the cute. The last year or two of my dad's life, he would always ask me, he was like, so... 
how is your partner, blah, 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 oh, doing? Yeah. Are you guys doing okay? And I'd be like, Dad, we've been broken up for 10 years. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then three weeks later, I would talk to him and he asked the same question. He, well, he wasn't all there for a while there. And I, I just took it as the acceptance that he was reaching out for. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, he's fine. Thank you so much for asking. He's doing great. And we're doing great. Yeah. Because I told him like three or four times, Dad, we've been broken up for 10 years. But he doesn't remember. Yeah. But he kept asking. So I was just like, oh, we're doing great. Yeah, Thank well. you. You know, we made dinner and ball. You yeah. Know. And well, it's like talking yeah. to an Alzheimer's patient and they and they call they call you like, you know, they're childhood next door neighbor's name and you just go with it that's who they think you are you might as well just but be that, them for a yeah, while yeah, it's no it interesting deal. that it was like it went from me pulling a knife on him getting kicked out of the house yeah to him asking me about my partner you I know mean, but by then though i mean it was very obvious i mean you're you guys i mean i mean definitely you you always had a strange relationship but by that time it was very obvious that you were the only one who cared enough to make sure that he wasn't because he was like as he was becoming like a feeble old man who couldn't take care of himself I mean he could have been just left to die alone in an apartment and and the neighbors smell something later that could have very easily happened but you were the only one who had enough class to make sure that that oh and that would have broken my heart you know because as awful as he was he's still a human and he's still your dad yeah he's still my dad and i still you know i loved him and i love him now you know it's complicated these things are complicated (laughs) i still often will only refer to him as the asshole well, yes. Well, because that's what your but mother calls him. But I still do love him. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like when when they become when they can't hurt you anymore. It's like you know when it you when you're far enough away from it that they can't hurt you, and it's like you can see them as oh well he's just a mess, and yeah he was terrible and he did all these terrible things and it's not forgiven. But at the same time, it's like oh god he, you know he's fucked up. He's a sad old man, you know. Yeah, but as it, I remember in about a month before he died, no, a couple months before he died, when we were getting off the phone, I remember, you know, it's like, oh, bye. And he was like, I love you. Oh, my God. He had not told me that since I was like probably 11 years old. Right, right. Totally. Oh, wow. And, you know, it just. Oh God! You know, and it's like it's real, and I, for him, it, it's funny because I, you know, I'd forgiven him for all the things he did to me at that point. Right. And the interesting thing about the, you know, talking about you know therapy and therapeutic process and everything, mm-hmm. the interesting thing about that is that was my personal point where I had forgiven him for things he had done to me. Right. Right. And I realized all of, like, the anger and the hatred that I had 
still felt towards him after that point and after his death was things that he had done to my cousin. Right. It wasn't about you anymore. Right. Things that he had done to that girl that we had the beach house with, you know, family, friends, molestation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, molestation, suing, screwing over, you know, all those horrible things that he he did. Like anything anyone could imagine. Yep. He did it. He was horrible. But then I realized recently within, literally within the last month. Oh, wow. I realized, you know what? It is not my place to be angry and hateful and upset about things that he did to other people. Yeah, that's their that's their thing. Yeah. I was like holding I was so angry and I was holding that burden to forgive him for what he did to other people. Right. When I'd already forgiven him what he had done to me. Right. You, it's not even your place to forgive him about things that had nothing to do with you. And then I was like, I mean, I can think this is terrible what he did, but for me to have this level of hatred and guilt and unresolved anger about what he did to other people, I was like, wow. Yeah. No, you know what? Not my problem. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's not your problem. It's not your place. I can be outraged by it and know it's disgusting and horrible, but I don't need to feel guilty because I forgave him what he did to me and, but feel guilty because he did the same thing to someone else. Right. But there's nothing, I mean, none of that is on you because it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And that was a, Big turning point for me. Then I was in the like the last month. That's amazing. And I was like, wow, yeah, this ain't my responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, you know, I'm friends with people that you have a strong dislike for. Yep. But you don't judge me for that. Yeah. And you're friends with people that I have a strong dislike for. Right. And I don't judge you because it's like a, it's a separate issue. Right. Yeah. So why am I holding this guilt for stuff that my dad did when I did nothing that I was too little to even understand? Exactly. And it's holding my spiritual growth back. It's holding my oh God. emotional health back. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, really interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, shit, it's like the um, all the shit that, ha- that went down a year ago with... I'll just call him dipshit because that's generally the name I give him whenever I talk about him. Uh, it's like I have, I mean, I can get angry. I can get angry at him, like about certain specific things. Like if I let myself zero in on a specific incident, but in general, I don't have any anger. I don't, I don't really have, I mean, the only feeling in general that I really have is it sucks. It sucks that it happened. Yeah. It sucks that he is so fucked up that he couldn't even be friends with me. You know, yeah. he had everything in me as a friend and he fucked it up. And that's, 
and I'm sure he's miserable and I hope he's not. I hope he's doing well. Yeah. But really, you know, all, all it is is that it sucks. I can't be angry at him because I know enough about his condition. You know, I know enough about mm-hmm. what he's got that it's like he, he probably only treats people that way that he has strong feelings for because everyone else doesn't matter. Oh, of course. Like I bring out shit in him because he doesn't understand emotion because he's, because he's so fucked up that as soon as he starts to feel something strongly, he freaks out. And that's why he treated me bad. And that's, I think that's why we went for so like a dozen or more years with everything just being fine. And then when, when we started spending more time together and things got, we got close and then all of a sudden something happened and he, and he could not be around me anymore. And it's like, and it sucks, but you know, what am I going to do? I'm not his mom. It's not my job to make sure he's okay anymore. And I was overdoing it. I mean, I totally accept my side of it that I was overdoing the, the taking care of him. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, someone, someone that, that you're close to, that you love is suffering and they're depressed and you just, it's like, if there's something I can do, I want to do it, you know, yeah. but heaven forbid, I tell him to have a happy new year and yeah. now I'm the asshole. God, yeah, I, I mean, how can I really be mad about that? Because it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> You know, and it's it's interesting because, you know, I was talking, you know, the other week to Murray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always love saying that. I always enjoy it, too. <laughs> because the podcast listeners know it's a character, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't work if you don't say it that way, because that's her name. Murray. I was talking the other week to Murray. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, past grievances and psychological issues because, you know, she is who she is. And so we talk about that a lot. Yes. And it is something that someday we will go into on the show yes. because it is fascinating. And I think people who listen it would be like, wow. Yeah, but I realized that, you know, the, the interesting thing about, you know, because we've kind of been vaguely talking about, like, therapeutic right. process oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and getting over stuff and whatever. Um, you know, back at the, uh, the the incidents that happened a few years ago with the pagan order that I right. belonged to. And, you know, so going, you know, back to that whole, like, scandal thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was interesting because I've gotten to the point where I have forgiven the person mm-hmm. that did this, and I I mourn our friendship. Yeah, and I miss her, and I do. I miss her, and I I, I even well, yeah, because the good parts were great. And that's the and I, yeah, and I even sometimes I dream about her. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because it resonated with something that you just said. Is that 
if I think about the instances of what happened, yeah, I get so angry oh, yeah. and so enraged mm -hmm. still. Me too. And I have all this anger still if I think about the specifics of it, but I have to like tell myself and train my mind and my my heart. Yeah. It's like, you know what, you've forgiven this. It's it's still gonna make you angry mm -hmm. if you dwell on it, but don't fucking dwell on it. Right. It, it it's the past. Right. It's fucking gone. But that's the interesting thing about the human condition and, like, trying to live, like, a spiritual, like, forgiving life. Right. Because you can be aware that you've forgiven and you can think about the person. And you say, and, and now I like, see them as a person with flaws. and Yeah. And stuff. yeah. You can yeah. think about the person and remember the good times and think of how much you love them right. and remember. But then if you think about the instances and you get all angry well, you, because you go back there for that person again yeah, you're going back to that moment and you don't need to go back there it's done but yeah, yeah. but isn't it an interesting thing yeah. that once you've forgiven that split happens yeah but if you do think about the grievances and that's the people and i and i think that's the thing that people have trouble with with forgiveness is it's like, no, you're not forgetting it. You're not right forgetting the anger. You're not forgetting the pain. And you're not giving them permission. You're not giving someone permission to keep abusing you. Yeah. Because it's like, no, 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 but, it's over. All of that is over. I'm just letting yeah, it go. But somehow when you forgive, there is like, it's almost like, a cord has been cut yep. and it's like here I, I I'm holding an arm out straight for people. They can't yes. see me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm holding another at arm out at an angle. Right? right. So the straight arm is the person and the angled arm is the bad memories that you've cut off. Yeah. And when you think about it, it brings back the pain and everything and it brings back, like, these temporary, like, things connecting the two. Right. But you know that they're temporary. Right. Whereas yeah. before you forgave, the two arms were fused. Right, because they were completely tied together. Yeah. So it doesn't go away. Right. The anger doesn't go away. The pain doesn't go away. But somehow... The connections are broken. The association... Yeah. The association differs, and it's a real interesting thing about forgiveness. And the main thing about it that I have really, really, really thought about a lot in recent months is I'm the one dredging up the shit that makes me angry. It's gone. Mm -hmm. You know, some of these things happened over two years ago. Yeah. And I can get myself really, really upset really fast, but I'm doing that. He's not continuing to make me mad. I'm making yeah, me mad. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I bet he doesn't give a shit anymore. And, you know, my uh, thing that precipitated my moving here, the two people yeah. involved in that, mm -hmm. 
they don't give a fuck anymore. Right. Why do I? And even, like, even if my guy, even if he remembers back on it, I don't know if he remembers back how horrible he thought I was and that's why he treated me so bad, or if he goes back and goes, oh, shit, I really fucked that up. Either way, I'm still not speaking to him anymore. We, yeah. You know, it's like, it's over. All of that is over. And you can go back to analyze and figure out things. But once you've done that, you're the one letting it go. And that's one of the things I, one of the things I want to talk about just real quick, because we're probably about to wrap this up. Because people, people have weird ideas about forgiveness. You shouldn't forgive him. He's terrible. I'm forgiving him for me. He has. He doesn't even know I've forgiven him. Exactly. He doesn't. Exactly. I, I, I'm not calling him up and saying, you know what? I forgive you. No, fuck that. I'm not talking to him. I'm doing it for me. And the other thing is closure. Closure is not a real thing. Yeah. The only, you don't get closure from someone else. You get closure from you because yes. you stop hurting yourself with yeah. the thing that happened. Stop hurting yourself. If you feel like you can't right now, that's fine. Maybe you're not ready, but someday you will let that shit go. Cause it's not hurting you yeah, anymore. Yes. It's over. You're doing yeah, it. Cause closure is just what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. Is being able to see the person and remembering the good mm -hmm. and missing them and realizing that it was over for a reason. Right. And if you think about things, it'll still make you mad. Right. But there's somehow, there's not this, it, 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 there's a different feeling right. in that anger than in a non-forgiving anger. Like a non-forgiving anger is different from a forgiving anger. Sure. Even though it's still there, it's different. Does that even, does that, you understand what no, I'm I saying. No, I get it. And, and, it's, and, you, and you yourself have 100% control over it. Yeah. Because ultimately yeah. it's all just happening in your head. You really do have control. And yeah. and it's like like you were saying, you know, remembering the good times and stuff. If I have to it's easy for someone who wasn't there, for someone who just heard me bitching about him to go, well, he was an asshole from the beginning. It's like nobody wasn't though. And if I have to give him well, up Well, of course completely, not, because if he was, you wouldn't have cultivated a friendship. We, it wouldn't have been 15 years, you know, or however yeah, long it was. exactly. But, like, I can't get, I can't let all of him go, because that means all that really good shit. And I, you know, I can't even go into how, I mean, he was, he was amazing. Having him around did me a hell of a lot of good. He and I were really good for each other until the day we just weren't anymore. And whatever, yeah. whatever happened, we've, we like diverged and went two different directions and we were never going to go back. No matter what, even if we decided, you know what, I'm never going to be like that anymore. We can't go back to where we were. We can't, cause I'm not that person oh. anymore. I have seen too much and been through too much. And I know too much. I am not the person I was in 2018. So, like, everything that happened before that, like, literally, there was a night, you know, without going into details, there was a night that when I think back and try to, like, I try to do, like, a forensic analysis on every conversation we ever had, you know, I know exactly what night something happened. 
and that's when things started to split. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. And I, yeah, I know what you're talking and about. There, and there was this thing where yeah. not long before that, I'll just say, and I don't, and I don't know why these two things happened on the same night. Whatever happened that made things go bad happened on that night. But right before that, I have a very distinct memory of going, he is really happy right now. Like I'd known him for a dozen or more years. And you know, like when you, the the best example I can give is my parents' 25th anniversary. My father leaned over and kissed my mother on the cheek. And at that moment I realized I had never seen my father kiss my mother. Oh, and I, and, oh, sweet. And, oh my goodness. And the thing was that it never occurred to me before that moment. Cause you have to see it before you realize you'd never seen it before. Like I probably thought I'd seen him happy all the time, but because he, I didn't even realize that his body language was so stiff until I suddenly saw him relax his entire body unclenched and his body language was different and his whole attitude was different. And he actually commented on, cause we were at a restaurant and it was kind of becoming our place and a waiter walked by with food on a tray and he said, see that that's what I'm going to order the next time we come here. And I know this sounds weird, but that is not something he would ever say. Uh-huh. That is far too being optimistic about a future event and that's not in his personality and i realize that sounds really fucking weird and was that the final night that was the that was the last time we went out together and okay. at the end and of know, that night I know, I know where you're i know exactly yeah. where and, and when yeah i remember and yeah, I, I and i was sitting there thinking oh my god he is genuinely happy because things in his life were starting to go his way and i was take i took him out to celebrate something good that happened for him and we were having the best time and somehow between that moment and the the end of the evening, like by the time we walked out of that place, he was miserable. And I do not know what happened. Because people get scared. Yeah. And it could have been, I'm, I, I'm feeling happy. And obviously he wasn't used to feeling happy because I'd never seen him happy before. And maybe he freaked out. All, But I will never know that because I will not talk to him again. But it's one of those things where like, I, you know, everything up until that moment with him was great. He was one of my favorite people and I cannot explain what happened. All I know is it happened and he started treating me like shit and being crueler to me than almost anyone ever has. And, and then I just, but you know, being wounded, yeah, does horrible things and not forgiving does horrible things because I'm thinking back to I'm so much happier now that I don't care yeah <laughs> you know the incident you know that happened in San Antonio yes. with the person that I was talking about that I had forgiven now right before that I was so hurt I Cruel, I said, cruel, horrible things. Yeah. And I meant them. Oh, yeah. In my anger. And I regret it now because I just should have let it go. Right. 
but I was so hurt and so angry, but I should have let it go. But you, but you weren't ready. You, it was too fresh. It was too, it's, you were still bleeding. You were basically still bleeding from where she stabbed you at that time. Yeah. You couldn't and let so it go it's yet. It's just an interesting, yeah. you know, about, I didn't think this was going to turn into like a treatise on forgiveness. No! But it's interesting. And I didn't even realize until this conversation that I actually had something valid and useful to give on forgiveness. Yeah. You know, but apparently I do because I didn't even realize until this conversation that I finally got it and understood it. Well, sometimes it's, it's saying things out loud. Sometimes it's actually saying it out loud that makes you realize like, Oh, yeah, I'm putting words sense? to yeah, it. I didn't yeah. even realize yeah. and it was like, because me and me and Marie <laughs> were talking about, you know, the San Antonio incident yes. the other night. And of course, you know, Marie does not, forgive anything ever because she lives for grudges true but she also she was not friends with that person she didn't have a real yeah. relationship with her but she lives for grudges oh sure you know when she was like hey blah 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 and you can't forget blah 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 and i was like you know what but she, but... she has grudges against people who never did anything because she imagines yeah. shit yeah, but I was yeah. like, but no, I still remember that, but I remember this, this, and this, and how beautiful our friendship was, yeah. and how, you know what I mean? And it's, it, it, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. So, of course, in closing of this, <laughs> I will just say, I may be awful, but I'm right. Go my way, because I'm right. Oh, yeah. And don't go the way of Marie because she's not right. Oh, right. Righteous anger is a very good thing. But eventually, you got to let shit go. Yeah, but not getting the fuck over it, it's just going to eat you. And it's your fault. By, by the time it's just you regurgitating your own anger, it's your fucking fault. I let shit eat me for years, and all of a sudden I realized that oh, this isn't happening anymore. Right. You are literally and going back and drinking the poison again. And it's like, you could have walked yeah. away from the poison. Yeah. It's a good thing, yeah. you know. And I'm so much, like, I didn't even realize how miserable I was even before that. Like, I there was shit I wasn't dealing with before because I was so busy being happy. But I really wasn't happy because I was just ignoring all the things that were fucked up. Once I was able yeah. to get away from that, it was like, oh, my God, I can actually take care of my shit now. You know, and you can't do that if you're regurgitating your own bile all the time. No, you cannot. Let shit go. And it's always still going to be there, but it's anyway, it's different. But in the case of the of the bitch from my office who was all obsessed with the <laughs> rubber chicken, fuck her. Because she's not yeah, important. And I'm not mad. I, I have no reason to be mad at that because it's fucking hilarious. That's a good yeah, kind of and, <laughs> Yeah, and in closing, I would say, fuck you, Justin. And fuck you, Jenny, who's not really Jenny. Jenny! Uh, 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 uh. <laughs>
Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you! I hear you have the chicken.